You're listening to the Joy Junkie Show podcast, episode 184. You can find information on anything referenced in this episode at thejoyjunkie.com slash 184. You're listening to the Joy Junkie Show, your source for getting your shit together in love and life. Wouldn't it suck if I really talk like that? I'm Mr. Smith. I'll be hanging out on the show with you guys. So without further ado, here's your host, life coach, speaker, all-around badass, just happens to be my beautiful bride, Amy E. Smith. Hey, my love. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, everybody. (laughs) I am... So ready for a new year. I know, right? Oh my god. Hashtag fuck 2016. <laughs> oh my gosh. I think, you know, we were talking about, about this, I think last week when we were talking about the planning episode, uh, but you know, like the goal setting and yeah, stuff, yeah, like yeah. how we we had like personally a really great 2016. Right. Just, but it just felt as like a year as a whole. The world had a really shitty, and the yeah. U.S. had a shitty 2016. Pretty shitty, yeah. So here is to a brand new year, fresh with no mistakes. We can go into this crafting our goals and creating whatever we want. If you missed it last week, we did a episode all about how to create very specific and kind of dimensional goals in multiple areas of your life and there's a free planning guide so you definitely want to check that out and I'll link to it in the show notes page of this episode but it was episode 183 so you can grab that and that can also help you kind of get kind of kick 2017's ass into gear as we jump in yeah it's the difference between making resolutions and goals right it's kind of what that podcast is about Right. And like a whole planning guide to help you do it, right. you know, and to actually get it all out cool. of your mind. I haven't done mine yet, but I'm ready. To, I'm excited to do it. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. So we have an awesome layout for this particular podcast and we've never done it before and I'm really excited to do it. Uh-oh. So we're going to talk about seven true or false statements okay. about the inner critic. And I'm going to test Mr. Smith because he likes to say <laughs> that he's the voice of the people. So I figure we'll see. <clears throat> I know you always say like, yeah, but what about this? And how yeah. do you, you know? So I think it'll be great to see what your gut instinct is about the true or false. And okay, it'll kinda, be fun. Sounds fun. Kind of dig into them. But I did promise that we were going to have another <clears throat> Free shit alert this week. Can you hear that? We interrupt this broadcast of the Joy Junkie Show to bring you this urgent free shit alert. Repeat, this is a free shit alert. Yep, I heard it. That is right, my friends. If you haven't gotten enough free shit from me lately, here's another one. More free shit. More free shit. So, I have a workshop, an online workshop coming up, completely free of charge, no cost, and... It is all about how to immediately silence your inner shit talker. So we're going to talk about a handful of, you know, kind of myths and stuff like that today. But if you're looking for kind of a deep dive and ways to, like specific tools and ways to alter your self-talk and things like that, I highly suggest you join me for this workshop. It's so fun and it's very interactive. So it's different than... A lot of the podcasts in the sense that it definitely goes deeper 
And it's something that you'll want to be almost like at a class with your notebook. I create a workbook for you. You're not going to want to be like working out or cooking or driving. No, because there's so much. There's interaction with everybody in the class. And there's also a lot of actionable things you need to write down and step-by-steps and, and, and commitments you have to make and lots of homework, of course. Great way to kick off the new year. I think so. So if you want in, you can go to the show notes page for this episode, which is thejoyjunkie.com slash 184, or you can go directly to thejoyjunkie.com slash register, and you'll see the option. You could grab a couple of different dates and times depending on what works well for you and I will be also giving away some prizes live on at the workshop you definitely want to be there and we're going to talk about four major components that I find are super helpful in navigating this whole inner critic nonsense so specifically looking at triggers and how to identify your triggers looking at this need to be perfect like kind of our the rules that we create about perfectionism in our worlds. We're going to talk about enoughness, like how to actually feel good enough, smart enough, confident enough, you know, have enough education, be sexy enough, like all the enoughness about being good enough. We're going to talk about that. And this is one of my favorite, favorite tools to teach is to how to craft mantras that don't feel like a big bullshit lie. Mm-hmm. Right? So if, <clears throat> right. Again, if you want in, cruise over to thejoyjunkie.com slash register and grab your seat. And for sure, tell somebody else. Like everybody, I always talk about how nobody teaches us this shit. Nobody in your youth, unless you have some like amazing upbringing, teaches you how to speak kindly to yourself or how to navigate fear or deal with perfectionism or enough. Nobody teaches us that. Yeah. So again, that's why life coaching is even a fucking thing because people wake up, you know, later on down their lives, like in their 30s, 40s, 50s and beyond and go like, what the fuck is this? Why am I not happy? Yeah. And it all has to do with your relationship to self. So definitely join me for that one. Sounds fun. And uh, so why don't we pass the mic to you for a minute? Oh, for the... uh... Would you rather... Yeah, the old would you rather. Would you rather. Every time I hear that, I'm just like, I feel like I need to give the would you rather jingle a cold prickly. (laughs) Why? You don't like it? I just think, well, first of all, I love the cold prickly sound, so I like wanted an excuse to use it. (laughs) (laughs) But no, I just, it's so, but it also, maybe it could also get a warm fuzzy. It could totally get a warm fuzzy. I don't understand. Well, I just think it's so poorly made and it's like scratchy and it's just. It's great. uh, Leave it alone. Hey, this is my time. All right. Sorry. 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 (laughs) Take it away, Mr. Smith. All right, so I'm going to go just with some politics one last time. Oh, dear. Just to get 2016 out of our system. Jesus. Okay? (sighs) Would you rather find out that your father was Donald Trump or that your mother was Hillary Clinton? Oh, I mean, this is so easy for me. It's so easy. For sure, Hillary Rodham, man. Like, for sure. Yes! Yeah. You get a lot of money. 
No, I don't give a sh- no. Not yeah. for the price of a double soul. <laughs> I'm, trying to, I'm totally trying to play devil's advocate because I would too. Of course you would. Yeah, I mean. Anyway, I just wanted to like flush the politics out, get it done, get it out of there. Yeah, that's a pretty easy one. Um, so we we also are going to have some really exciting new stuff coming up in 2017 as well. Where I wanted to create some sort of, I don't even know exactly what it's going to look like yet, but where the community of listeners to the show can all come together and we can hang out and talk and really, you know, share the would you rathers, like what, what would you rather, you know, each week and we can connect and stuff. So lots of amazing stuff on the horizon in 2017. So stay, stay tuned for all of that. So let's jump into true or false inner critic edition. You ready for this? I'm ready. Let's hear it. All right, so... I'm all set. We're going to go through seven statements. So everybody listening, I want you to think about each statement I say if you think it's true or false, right? So everybody out there, you get to call it out, and then we'll dig into the the answer for each one. All right. True or false, your inner critic can communicate with you in other ways besides self-talk. True. And what are those ways? Um, through uh, emotional states. Wow. I'm really, really impressed. Um, and I guess through our um, like mirror of how other people see us. That's interesting. Okay. So not I wouldn't necessarily say <laughs> through how other people see us, but... Your inner critic can definitely communicate with you via emotions and through feelings. And this is something that I find really, really helpful for my students in particular when we do really intricate work around belief systems and inner critic and all of that, because a lot of times we look at what does your inner critic say to you? What is the verbiage? What's the language, right? Uh-huh. Yep. So that you can kind of untangle it and create a new way to speak to yourself. Well, I've also realized as I've dug into this work that there's a lot of times where our inner critic is an emotion. Yeah. And it's not really like a distinct phrase that, that you hear in your mind. So for instance, and, and I have both. So I'm curious for all of you guys, if you can kind of check in with yourself, that this might also be your situation where sometimes I'll hear a very, very specific verbiage, like that's unrealistic or that's not possible mm-hmm. or that's dumb or you look stupid or, you know, I hear <clears throat> I hear a phrase. And then other times it's very much a pit of the stomach feeling. So for instance, if I'm scrolling through Facebook, which happens to be like everybody's fucking trigger, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so scrolling through Facebook and you see all these ads for all of these amazing entrepreneurs and make seven figures and all of these things. And I immediately go into this compare and despair place. I feel that in my gut. Like it's like this wave of sadness or kind of like a depression, like a pit in my stomach feeling. Mm-hmm. But I don't hear a words like you're not good enough when I see that. Right. I experience an emotion. An emotion, right. But I it's it's a clue for me now that I'm like, oh, okay. There's some messaging for me right there. It's Got saying, it. hey, looking at all of this makes you feel awful. So it's a way to kind of reroute your behavior that instigates your inner critic. 
So, mm-hmm. very good. I'm so proud of you. Thanks, babe. Baby. Fine. Yes. Do I get a warm fuzzy? Oh, yes. <laughs> this is going to be like a warm fuzzy overload. Yay. Okay. <laughs> oh, shit. All right. So, number two. Fear and your inner critic are the same thing. No. False? False. You are... I would say that fear is the vehicle of your inner critic at a lot of a lot of times. Okay, you're very very close. You're okay. very very close. So you're right. That one was false. Fear is typically the emotion that you feel based <clears throat> off of the inner critic language. Right. So there, it's tip. It's kind of like what we were just discussing, where your inner critic is kind of. Um, it is, it's a piece of you. It's the entity. It's the, um, it's almost like if you can think of a person, you know, like your best friend who sometimes doesn't communicate very well. Mm-hmm. It's part of your human psyche versus fear is a human defense mechanism. It's a response. Right. It's an emotion. It's something that we feel and it's it's very fleeting. It's not necessarily something that is um, a part of our our chemical makeup if that makes sense yep totally cool all right true bring it on true or false you can't permanently silence your inner critic true i would say it would be it would be very hard if it is false okay i would say that very very few people could ever do it i'm so proud of you mr smith it's a part of who we are you win it husband (laughs) Okay. I love it. <laughs> Hashtag winning. <laughs> you cannot permanently silence your inner critic. That is absolutely true. And I think that there's this idea with personal development or self-help or, you know, even a lot of life coaches who are like, do this and your life will change and it will be amazing. And that's very true in a lot of ways. But it does not mean at all that you won't ever experience hardship, you won't ever have to contend with your inner critic ever mm-hmm. again, that you won't experience fear. Sure. It's that your relationship to all of those things change. So with regards to your inner critic, it's always with, it's part of you. It's like eradicating a part of you that's right. not possible. So you don't necessarily permanently silence it. You can certainly temporarily silence it, for yeah. sure. But... It will always be with you. It's about a management of it, learning how to work with it, learning how to hear it, learning how to acknowledge it, creating rebuttals, refuting what it's saying, di- di- dissecting what it's saying versus what's really true for you. Mm-hmm. Okay. Very good. Very good. Yes. <laughs> Moving right along. All right. So number four, <laughs> true or false? Your inner critic is actually just a human defense mechanism. True. Why would you say true? Uh, I think it's kind of part of our uh, basal instinct to... Um, basal instinct? Yeah, like... Like our basal cells? <laughs> or, yeah. Well, our basal cells, but also like our, our of our base. Like our lizard brain? Right. Our, our basic instinct of staying out of... You know, of not dying, basically, right. right? Like ways to not die or to protect yourself. Right. It's a, it comes, it, uh, 
it's kind of a cousin of that you're so instinct. cute okay you're so cute yes yes you... another warm fuzzy so... <laughs> shit <laughs> yay <laughs> This is going to be so... Making so much work for you. So much <laughs> editing. But that's okay. That's right. No, it's good. It's good. So it it often doesn't feel like it. It feels like... It feels shitty because you feel like you're just beating yourself up over and over again. Or or, or like another person. Right. Right? Like, like somebody, somebody else. else that's beating you up. So if it's hard to understand why... Your inner critic just wants you to stay safe. I want to I want to ex- examine that a little bit because I've had some students and clients who are like, I don't understand why it's trying to keep me safe, but it's talking so much shit to me. Right. Okay. So this all goes back to our primitive, basic response to change and what we deem safe or not. Right? So... Anytime we do anything that takes courage, like changing a pattern or getting involved in fitness or breaking up with somebody or putting your name in for a new job, it's a signal kind of to our body like, oh my God, she's trying to change status quo. And your body kind of goes, we know how to stay like this. Even if it's uncomfortable to be in this relationship or even if it's uncomfortable to be heavy, yeah, we know how to be here. So changing that, it's it, it really is just like, don't change, don't change. And it's the fear of change, right? Mm-hmm. It's the that piece of you that's like <clears throat> scared of what might possibly happen. So that internal conversation turns to what can I say to her or him so he stops going after these things. Right. So it's, it essentially is going, that seems unsafe. That seems risky. Let's stay right here. Mm-hmm. And we know how to be mean to you. We know how to talk shit on your heaviness. We know how to talk shit about how you're not lovable. We know how to do that. So let's just stay here. You know? You know, it's funny you mentioned that. Um, I named one of my gremlins Status Cuomo. <laughs> you did? Yeah. I call, <laughs> I call him Cuomo. <laughs> I did not know that. No, yeah, like the one that's like, oh, you don't really want it that. That's too much work. Or, oh, you couldn't possibly get that because, you know, uh, there's too much competition. Or, you know, that guy. Yeah. And. This guy over here. That guy. This guy. And he has a whisper. Like, he has a very, like, low whisper. Like, he just kind of sneaks in there. Mm-hmm. You don't really want that. Yeah, yeah, just, just like whispers in my ear a little bit, in your and ear. I'm like, Cuomo, <laughs> shut your hole. <laughs> One more goddamn word from you. <laughs> pop, 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 pipe down, pipe down, Cuomo. <laughs> I love it. So there's that's really great. I'm glad that you shared that because when I went to coaching school, there was a lot of focus on what they would call personifying your inner critic or your saboteur, your gremlin, whatever yeah. you wanted to call it. And so they would look at, like, could you make it into an entity, you know? Could you give it a name? Does it look like – and the the point of that, the point of personifying it was to create kind of of a a differentiation 
the, like, differentiation between what you really wanted was speaking in your mind, like your authentic self, not to be coachy or anything, or if that was the your kind of gremlin speaking. That's how I know. Right. That's how I know if it's actually like me speaking, you know, internally, or if it's one of my gremlins. Right. One of my inner critics. Right. I know by the tone. Yeah. I have one that yells at me. I have one that whispers. Like, right. Several. But the key I need help. that what'd you say? <laughs> I need help. He's actually schizophrenic. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, so am I. But there's also. <laughs> oh my god. There's also uh, a type of work that's called parts work, where you look at the different parts of your mind so mm-hmm. so it's like okay what else is here who else is talking mm-hmm. well there's you know cuomo over here so like that's not realistic yeah. and then there's maybe dad yeah that's in there that's talking shit about your childhood and your you know says all the historical quips that perhaps your father said and so you can kind of look at so that's a really deep work you know that's uh I don't t- typically work with a lot of personifications of the inner critic that much anymore, but it's definitely a tool that can be extremely helpful. And all it is is a simple kind of visualization, and you can even draw it. But I think also, like, for me, calling him Cuomo, like, it's it's a funny name. Right. You know, so it kind of, like, makes a, a, a cartoon out of him. Right. So it, I don't take him quite as serious. Yeah. Because I'm like, oh, it's just Cuomo. It takes some power away. Right. Exactly. That's right. That's right. Yeah. That's that's really great that you said that. And I think also, too, the, the coaching school that I went to, they originally, when I went like 10 years ago, they would call it your gremlin. Yeah. And then I know not too long after that, they changed it to saboteur. And I think the reason behind that, and this is totally speculative, is that gremlin gives a really nasty connotation, like a, a monstrous connotation. Now, sometimes that is definitely what you feel like. But I also think that there's something really important to underline that it's still a piece of you. Yeah. So even if it's this really gregarious, kind of monstrous piece of you that's kind of aggressive, what we don't ever want to do is really cultivate hate toward a part of you, even if it's toward a part of your your inner critic. Sure. You can certainly be irritated, frustrated, have emotions towards that inner critic, but I don't think it's helpful to hate it. Right. Right? Because it's a you. Well, also, if you call it a gremlin or, you know, it has this monstrous property, then fear can... Attach to it. Attach to it. Right. Right? Whereas, you know, I make it comedic then it takes away that fear. That's right. right? It's not scary anymore. And it's interesting. I think I think for most people, this is how I feel largely about personal development and, and terms just in general. It's about what resonates for you. Right, exactly. You know? It's, this is just an example. It's what I do. Yeah. Like I don't say, don't ever say gremlin or don't ever sure. say fuck fear or, you know, I'm like, right. no, sometimes you really don't want to feel fear. Right. You know, and you're like, God damn it, you know? Even though it's your body's natural response trying to take care of you and keep you safe, sometimes you feel what you feel. You know what I mean? So I say with all personal development stuff, it's you take what really resonates with you and then you move on. So if it feels way too weird 
to give that part of your mind a name or draw a picture of it, <laughs> let go of it. And then other people go, oh my God, that's so helpful right. to crystallize. Yeah. So do whatever. Do whatever helps you. All right. Cool. Awesome. Number five. True or false. Once you do work around your inner critic, you'll always be able to catch it and reroute your thoughts. False. Oh, why so? Um, because you can always fall back into old patterns. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I don't Am know. I, what? Are you giving me a cold prickly or a warm fuzzy? No, for sure. Warm fuzzy. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. So with this situation, I don't know who said it. I'm so, it's so sad that I don't even know this, but they talk about new level, new devil. And it's like the more you grow, like the inner critic that I have now is not the same one I had 10 years ago when I first got involved in this work. Now my inner critic is also more evolved, is also more stealthy, is also more intellectual. Right. And they grow with you. They grow with you. Mm -hmm. It's a part of you. Remember, it's a piece of your human psyche. So now there's times when I'm like, holy shit, that's a gremlin. Like, mm. oh my god! I, did, I don't you have to be- sneaky fucker. I do not have to believe that. That does not have to be true. Yeah. Oh my god! <laughs> so it becomes a little bit more stealthy. Whereas when I first got involved in this work, it was a lot of very specific, mean statements that I heard in my head all of the time. Uh-huh. And now it has evolved into a lot more emotional responses yeah and it isn't necessarily super mean uh so anyway definitely definitely uh false you will always again have to manage that part of you Mm -hmm. you don't ever get rid of it and you're it's kind of like you're you're working with this element that's a piece of you and you're working with that element with other elements that are a piece of you. So it's all tied together, yeah. right? So you have to grow and acknowledge. And sometimes you have to do what I call declaring a do-over where you didn't even realize you went into this crazy spiral until you woke up the next morning and you're like, damn, I beat myself up like crazy. Yeah. Holy shit, that was an inner critic. Like freaking out because I want to go on this interview and it's telling me, all of this stuff, and you kind of realize it after the fact. Mm, that's interesting. You know, I have I have another one who yells at me. Oh, really? He points his finger and yells at me, and tells me that I'm never enough, and I'm not good enough, and I can't do that. And you know, he's he's a lot more like the father figure, right? So I called him. Um, what was his original name? It was uh, Papa Doodoo. <laughs> I called him Papa Doodoo because he was just full of shit and he sounded like my dad, right? Oh my God. That's but, great. But he's getting sophisticated. Mm. So now I call him Father Shitstorm. <laughs> yeah, so Father Shitstorm is, is, he still does that. He still yells, but now he kind of like, he's lowered his tone a little bit. And getting I, more he's, manipulative. Yeah, right, right. Mm-hmm. So I renamed him. So it's funny that you say that because I've kind of like, as he's grown, I've renamed him. Yeah. That's interesting. Mm -hmm. It's so interesting because that methodology has always worked really well for you. You know, like having a a personified inner critic. Right. 
Right. It hasn't always worked well for me, you know, and I, I would teach it. I used it a lot when I first started coaching and I don't, and, and I've had some clients who they always call their inner critic by its name. Like they, it's identifiable to them uh-huh. and it's so helpful. Yeah. So again, it's like, look at what works for you. I just am so acutely aware of my thoughts, just <clears throat> thoughts, just what I'm saying in my mind right. that I kind of take each input as is this real is that true is that uh-huh. is that true and i just kind of do it is that true so not personified or identified it's just uh just taking this floating around in your head it's just taking like, the statement taking the statement and saying how true is that got it right that yeah that's simpler i i like mine just because it makes it fun that's right and it takes away the um the kind of edge of it the all the heaviness of yeah. it yeah because it doesn't feel good Right. critic typically but yeah that's just how I do it that's right yeah, of course but I'm really really glad that you shared that because I have had numerous clients who still call it still refer to their inner critic by you know their first name mm-hmm. and all of that stuff because it was really really helpful for them so I'm hoping that as you kind of hear what we've discussed today you can kind of look at this concept with a lot of permission to engage with yourself in different ways. Mm-hmm. It's all you. It's all your own process. It's all about how can I get out of my own way in a way that makes the most sense to me, what's yeah. the easiest for me. And again, we're going to go over tons of additional tools in the workshop that we have coming oh, up. Oh, yeah. So again, if you want more very strategic ways Obviously, if you hang around this show, you know I like to do a lot of step-by-steps, a lot of formulas, a lot of breaking things down. So if you want some additional resources, please come and hang out. And you'll have, you know, a gorgeous workbook, obviously, that you can take into your next week. And really, you'll have homework to do. It'll be kind of amazing. Yeah, that sounds like a great time. Yeah, so go to thejoyjunkie.com slash register and make sure you get in on that. Okay, number six. The best way to refute your inner critic is with positive affirmations. Mm, I would say no. I don't know if positive affirmations are always the tool. I love you. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure you could You've posi- become a pretty damn good life coach <laughs> over the course of the last four years. Right? I don't know if positive affirmations would work all the time. I'm sure they would work in some instances, but they're not the only tool. Very good. Right. So... Warm fuzzy. <laughs> Can I get a warm fuzzy though? Yay! How about how about that warm fuzzy though? Can I get a warm fuzzy? <laughs> <laughs> so the uh, the deal with positive affirmations is they only work if you believe them, and That's most exactly of right. the time, at least what I've found, like for me, they they have been really great now. At this stage in the game, 10 years into personal development where I fucking am immersed in it, talk about it all the time, teach it all the time. When you're first getting involved in this stuff and you're having a hell of a time being nice to yourself, you look in the mirror and you're just so critical. You make one mistake at work and you just talk so much shit to yourself. That that person on that level of the journey is not ever going to be able to buy into I am beautiful the way I am. Like, that just doesn't hit home. Well, I guess the other thing to kind of say on that is positive affirmations is a pretty general term. 
Right. And just because it's you're affirming a positive thing doesn't necessarily mean it doesn't have to be, you know, flowery and, you know, euphoric. Well, I would say I would say that there is definitely an affirmation understanding in this is actually great for me to talk about in the self-help or personal development community, which is saying statements that are uh, and the idea comes from the law of attraction that's like state it and and pull it into make it, it, make it so speak it, make it so exactly. So if you say like, I am worthy or I, you know, I am beautiful or I am intelligent that you are saying that that's present now, like calling it into existence. Mm -hmm. So, and I love that idea, but you need to not have massive mental kickback in order for that to work. And most people, when you're just getting into this or, you know, even a handful of years in, that's still really hard to say, I absolutely love who I am or I am intelligent or I am beauty, whatever. Now, I do feel like I can do that. I do feel. Right. But I find that it is like it's going from A to Z for a lot of people. Sure. Because you start at A realizing like I'm unhappy. I don't speak kindly to myself. And now all of a sudden I have to say like this big lie that I don't believe in. So that's why I've worked with um, a term that I have coined progressive language, which I'm going to talk all about at the the workshop to teach mm-hmm. you how to create ways to speak to yourself that you can actually buy into. Nice. You know, so that you can kind of create a little bridge between A to Z much easier. Nice. But by all means, that being said, if you can look in the mirror and say, I am worthy or I am enough or I am beautiful or I am intelligent, fucking do it. Like absolutely do it. I just don't want people to think that that is the only way to to start cultivating a, a healthy relationship yeah. with yourself. All right, final one. <clears throat> True or false? Um your inner critic only, or uh, inner critics, in general, only say mean things. Uh, I would say false. I don't think that they. Um, I think they can also cloud you in positivity and keep you in a naive state. Oh, that's an interesting perspective. <clears throat> like a denial. Right. Oh, that's really a good point. I hadn't even thought of that. Like saying, like, you don't need to do that. Yeah. You've already, you've already done that. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. I used to do that with workouts. Like, oh, you've already worked out four times a week. You can totally shirk that last one. Mm-hmm. Now it's like, <laughs> you need to do something. You need to get off your ass. I'm in a little bit of a lull here. Mm-hmm. But no, that's a great point. So yeah, you're right. It's totally false. And this really speaks to what we were talking about earlier with the evolution of your personal inner critic as you grow as a person. So for me, I'm hardly ever really mean biting acerbic towards myself, but my inner critic will be very disempowering. So it'll say things like, that's not realistic. Uh That's not the nature of of the industry. Uh, I think that the coaching industry is taking a turn. I don't think that's I don't think that internet marketing is going to work in the future. You know, it'll say stuff like that about like the state of the economy or uh-huh. what's realistic or probable or and then I start to buy into that. That makes sense. And I so it can be a lot of different iterations. It can be like you said, a, like a denial sort of thing, like oh, it's fine. It's no big deal. Yeah. And then you push it under the rug and you don't actually deal with things or you don't accomplish things that you want to do. And then sometimes it is flat out mean. 
Sometimes it is sure. bruising. Absolutely. It's absolutely debilitating. But that so, didn't get my last warm fuzzy, though. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Can I get my last warm fuzzy? I think we... Well, you left a couple out, so that's good. At least we didn't... It wasn't, like, crazy. <laughs> but I think I created a monster with the warm fuzzy situation. That's a cold prickly is a monster. Oh, you're right. Yeah. You're right. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> so I'm hoping that this was helpful. I'm you, totally. It's you fun. got a seven out of seven, so Woo-hoo! I'm pretty proud of you. Way a to, plus. Way to go! I have a great coach. Oh, babe. I do. That's super sweet. Yeah, for sure. Oh my goodness. Well, I'm hoping that this has been helpful for you guys and kind of opening your eyes up a little bit to what this inner piece of us is. And if you want more tools on, okay, now what? (laughs) Now if I'm like, oh, yeah, that's me. Sometimes it does feel like an emotion. Or, yeah, now what do I say to myself? Now what do Mm -hmm, I do? mm -hmm. How do I deal with that worthiness or that perfectionism thing? Then please come and join us at the workshop and you'll get tons of tools. I think it'll be really awesome. I think you should call it a play shop. I've thought about that. I've thought about that. But then I think it's like... Or something else. When when names like that are confusing, people are like, "What?" And then yeah, brush but, you know, it. I think it's it's truth though. It is work. It's definitely work. It is work. You know, yeah. it takes it, it takes work, 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 work. I don't know. <laughs> trying to follow you, here, honey. I'm Jesus. Really trying to follow you. All right. So if you went in, go to the slash register. I would love to have you. We're gonna have a blast. Anything else you wanted to say about today? Uh, no, I think I've said plenty today. I think so, too. Way to go, Mr. (laughs) Smith. All right, we will see you around these parts next week. Here's to loving and living your most badass life. Mr. and Mrs. Smith, out. Out.